What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. What's good? Hey ladies and gents, thank you for tuning in to another episode of What's Good Podcast Season 2 with Brianna Javon. As you know, I don't have interviews. Instead, I have genuine conversations with you guys and gals. So let's get into it. Um, today we have a special guest. We have LaShondra. How are you? I'm great. Awesome, awesome. All right, and so as you guys know, we always start off with an icebreaker just to cool things down. LaShondra, your um, your icebreaker is, would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Um, I definitely would like a pause button because... Um, My past was not the best. Um, I think that my life is definitely uh, an example of your uh, latter days are are greater. And um, I would love a pause because I just, I I really love the the place I'm in right now. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, we're going to get a little bit more into it in our genuine conversation. So let's get into it now. Go ahead and introduce yourself, your business, all of that good stuff. I am LaShondra Smith, and I am founder of Women with Balance, which is a community that I created at the end of 2018, uh, December 2018 to be exact. And I basically help women balance faith in every area of their lifestyle. And I also have a podcast called Balance Her that releases an episode each week, and that's another way that I choose to impact women in their life and to just remind women of their worth and who they are and just how to apply keeping God first um, in every area of your life. So that's pretty much what I do at this time. Um, I I speak at events and just uh, my whole mission and purpose is to empower others. That's beautiful. And would you say that that came from your past? Because I know you mentioned it a little bit with the icebreaker. Like, you learned from your past, and from there, you switched it to empower other women? Definitely. Got you. Okay. And so, um, me knowing you and seeing you at events and things of that nature, um, I know we spoke about your husband being a photographer. How did he start that portion with being a photographer? So the story is actually funny. I, me and my sister decided that we wanted to do a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And when we decided to do the YouTube channel, it, it didn't work out because of scheduling and a lot of other things. But, you know, my whole thing was faith. And, um, you know, she's actually doing some other things with YouTube. And so we were kind of not in alignment with the same things that we wanted to do. So... Um, I felt this really big pull to do Women With Balance. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, that's how it started. It started out as LaShonda Speaks, and me and her were doing some videos talking. And I honestly and truly just felt God saying, you're supposed to be doing something else, and I really need you to be obedient and do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. And even though it was with my sister, and it was hard for me to say, hey, I don't think we should do this anymore, because, of course, it's my sister, right. um, and I didn't want to hurt her feelings or, you know, make her feel no kind of way, but I really, truly felt God was saying, this is what you need to do. So in that process, he started to 
take pictures because we were like, okay, you know, we're doing YouTube. We need to take good photos. People are going to want to see good videos, good photos. Mm -hmm. And Jay's always been the type, he hated taking pictures with the phone. So it blew my mind when he was like, okay, well, I'll get some, uh, a camera and I'll start working with you guys. And then when he started, he found out that that was his gift. He was like just naturally talented at it, had an eye for it, caught on super quick. He don't drove right in and started researching and taking courses online. And mm. then the next thing we knew, he was investing in, like, the top camera after that. Like, he ended up trading the other camera in, getting the next camera, um, and now he videos at certain events and stuff like that. So it, it's just crazy how we just we just complement each other, and that's kind of how our whole marriage is, to be honest. He, we pretty mm. much complement each other's gifts. That is beautiful. And so, like, how long y'all been knowing each other? Uh, me and my husband have been married for 15 years, March 30th. Mm. Uh, we actually met. T- tomorrow will be the day that we actually met, Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, how did y'all meet? We actually met on a chat line. Uh, my sister, not not the sister I was talking about earlier, another sister, mm-hmm. uh, met her husband on the chat line, and she was like, hey, you should get on there. And I got on there really as a joke. He also got on there as a joke, really, too. We were just doing, both of us just doing something, not thinking anything was really going to happen. You know, I told my sister, girl, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But I'll just get on there. I ain't got nothing else to do. So I got on there, and we ended up just talking for, like, weeks. And we just, um, it's, we met actually February, we we didn't actually meet face to face. We talked on the phone from February 1st until Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was the day we actually decided we would meet each other face to face. For that whole two weeks prior, we just, we were pretty much on the phone day and night, falling asleep on the phone, like kids, like Mm -hmm. all of that. And then when we met each other in person, it just, the vibe just went even further. And then the next thing I knew, we were married by March the 30th. Wow. And that's a little over a month for the listeners, if y'all didn't catch that. That is, yep. like, what made you jump in? Was it just the feeling that it was just so natural between you guys? You felt like you've been knowing each other longer than what it actually was? What made you go definitely. ahead and marry him? Yeah, that was definitely it. I just felt very comfortable with him, and I just felt this sense that I could just trust him. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm actually going to end up <laughs> sharing this tomorrow on my own page because I, that that same year, I sat in my beautician's chair, and me and my best friend, I was. this was January of 2005, and I told them God was sending my husband this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I knew, but I just knew something was in me. It was like, it's your time. I had done the work. I had took the time to get to know Shonda, and I had stopped, like, serial dating because before him, I would, you know, go from relationship to relationship, and so I had took, like, a, a little over a year off, almost two years. I had found my relationship through Christ, and so mm-hmm. I was really, I really knew who I was and what I wanted, and I wasn't taking no mess from no men at that time. Know, so right. when it happened, I it just, like, I just felt like God was like, this is your year. You're ready. Mm-hmm. 
And I told them, I'm getting my husband this year. Now, I had no idea it was going to be that fast. And it still trips them out to this day. Like, I literally have witnesses. They're, they're like, y'all, it, it, this really, really happened. I told them, I'm getting married this year. And by March, I was married to my husband. That is a wild, that's like a wild story. And so did the same thing happen with your sister? Is she with her husband? I mean, the, the person that she met online? They're still together. Wow. So those people, they'd be like, oh, Wani, don't worry. You got two witnesses <laughs> that online dating does work. Okay. And so yep. with your speaking engagements, with your brand and things of that nature, how do you and Jay support one another? Um, he's definitely a big help for the kids, making sure that they're good because, you know, I have older kids. I don't, I don't have the babies. Like a lot of people get, you know, they're posting their kids and it's like, I can't do that. I have grown kids. They ain't trying to take pictures with mama. So Mm -hmm. they, they go on about their business and they have, you know, practice and track and different events and sporting events. And so he makes sure to, to make sure that they're good, um, he has learned how to cook so he can still cook for them because even though I do all the things I do, what a lot of people don't know is I still cook four to five times a week wow. um, for my kids so they have a good meal. Uh, there's a lot of things that I do behind the scenes that I don't share because I just feel like that's just, you know, my family time mm-hmm. and to try to maintain that balance. And he helps me a lot with that and making sure that it continues whether I'm present or not. He, put, he picks up the slack. Um, if I have something going on, you know, he will work out his schedule to make sure that he can support me. Mm-hmm. If I go to events and I'm just like, you know, I really need somebody to do photos or videos, you know, of, to capture me that I can share, he's definitely going to show up. Um, there's a lot of times that, you know, I've had like the event with, with Fearless Millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeanette's video, videographer ended up not being able to do it and and her photographer camera went out so he jumped right in and said okay i'll do it that's mm-hmm. just the kind of spirit he has that is so nice and so like you mentioned a lot of things you don't post because it's more so for family time versus social media time right what mm-hmm. keep, what gives you the strength to continue to do those four to five meals a week, continue to work your nine to five, continue to do your speech and engagements while still being there for your husband? What gives you the strength to keep pushing every day? Because that's a lot to juggle. Um, I think I'm just made like that. Like, you know, I just feel like some people are just made like that because it doesn't bother me so much it's usually months before I I feel like oh okay I need a break and then I just take it you Mm -hmm. know when I feel like I need my self-care when I feel like I need my me time I just take my me time I just you know hey babe I'm gonna have a girls night or you know I I just you know I'm gonna do this and he's totally fine with it so I feel like I know when I'm doing too much and kind of when to sit down somewhere or God will sit me down somewhere like I end up getting sick or something. He's letting me know, hey, you need to you need to rest. Mm. But for the most part, that's just my personality. Like I almost don't feel right if I'm not busy anyway. Mm. So I just like being productive, and that's that pushes me forward. And also knowing and understanding that this is temporary. God is not going to have me working a nine to five forever. Right. I'm just putting in the work 
right now to get to the place where I don't have to do that. And so that's what continues to keep me pushing forward because I know for a fact this is not going to be forever. Yes, LaShondra, seriously. Because <laughs> better things out there for us. And so um, with the separation of what to post and what not to post, how do you make that decision as far as strategically for your brand, um, for your family, just to make sure that you can separate it? Um, so what I try to do is kind of share a lot, like with my family, I share them mostly in my highlight. Like mm -hmm. if, if people go to my page and they click on my family highlights, it's like hundreds of pictures of my family there and videos there. But that's, and I feel like I do that because, and I don't, and when I say this, I don't want to make anybody feel like, you know, it's an issue because they do it. I just feel like I don't want my kids to always have to feel like they have to be on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because sometimes, you know, you they have, you the kids are modeling and they got to be cute and extra close, you know, the hair this way and clothes this way. I don't True. want them to feel like that that's their life. This is something that God has given me a vision to do. So as he decides to put them more involved, cool. But or if they come to me and just are like, hey, mom, I want to do more or be a part of this thing, great. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to force anything on them. I don't want to force my brand like, hey, like you guys, we got to take these pictures so people can see it. Right. No, I don't want it to be like that. I just I just want it to be authentic. So when there's moments that I want to share of them, I just click it and do it in a story real quick and put it in there that way. Because, um, you know, everybody knows you want your feed to look a certain way right. and um, my feed has certain color vibes and stuff like that. So I'm not going to sit here and have my kids, hey, y'all, go all y'all go put on white shirts and blue <laughs> jeans and go sit in on the couch so we can take this picture. I, no, I'm just not doing that. That's, right. just, that's just me because I don't want them to feel like, oh, my gosh, you're my mama go again. Mm -hmm. So it, when I can capture them in good moments, great. But if I if I can't, then I'll just post it in the story so people can at least see, you know, yeah, I do have kids and, you know, we do spend time together and love on each other and, we, you know, we have movie night and we do all kind of stuff, but I just post it in the story. That's That way I feel like I can just freestyle it because it doesn't have to be curated to look a certain way, if that makes sense. It does. It makes it more relatable because I know I'd be looking at these pictures on Instagram and the babies be all fashionista. I'm like, dang. <laughs> so I agree with that. I definitely agree. Cause that, I feel like that takes a lot of time. Okay, let's put this outfit together. Let's get this together. Make sure you smile, everybody. It's like putting on a front. Yeah, and I just don't have the time for that right now. Like, you know, if I, if I was, maybe if I was off work mm -hmm. and I had a little more time to sit there and, you know, do all of that, I, I just don't have the time. And my kids are busy, too. Like I said, they're older. So it's not like I have little babies. They have their own little social life. My youngest child is 14. My oldest is 25. So they're not going to be mm. sitting up under mama taking pictures. Right. That makes sense. They got <laughs> their own lives. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so. And um, speaking of your brand, when I first met you, um, you were just very vulnerable about your story. You were um, very transparent. You know, this is where I came from and this is where I am today. What, not even just what makes you comfortable, but what gave you that lift to share your story with people? So, I mean, if you guys haven't, you know, 
went to her page or don't know LaShondra, you definitely have to go visit her because it's a lot of inspiration behind her story. And so the reason I'm asking you is because some people, they try to separate that. Well, I don't want to share too much, but I do want to share this. What makes you want to share your story with others? Um, because I truly believe in God's word that, you know, your testimony can is, is how you transform people's lives and how you bring people to Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you try to sugarcoat everything, it's not really telling what God really can do in your life. Like, that's that's not really a story. But if I tell you what really happened to me and for you to be able to look at me and say, she's still smiling, she's still loving people, and she went through that, that's God. That is so good. I mean, so have you always been spiritual or religious? Because, you know, that's this whole conversation now is religious versus spiritual. So have you always been this way? Just, you know, talking to God, figuring out step by step, having that relationship with God? Or did it oh, did it grow? Oh, during absolutely your... not. I, I, no, I did, definitely did not start out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew of God. And that's what I always tell people. I knew of him. I knew of him through my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we did go to church sometimes, you know, and I knew that there was a God, but I did not develop my true relationship with him until I got about in my twenties. And that's when I really started recognizing, um, he recognizing God in my life and the things that he was doing. And there was just little bitty things along the way Mm -hmm. that by the time I got there, it was like, you cannot deny how real God has been. Mm-hmm. And if people read my story, um, I have a, a book, Clarity, Beauty, and Pain. Um, it walks you through my life from the beginning to the end, from me being adopted, rejection, being abused, being in an abusive relationship, having a child at 16 who happened to have Down syndrome. So here I am, a teenager, raising a special needs child. Mm-hmm. So I, there's pretty much anything that a woman had can possibly go through, I have actually gone through it. And I realized at a certain point in my life, you can't possibly go through that much stuff for no reason. Like, God, I I understand that God has always been preparing me and the anointing that he's been putting in me was through those experiences. And I had to go through those things in order to be able to impact the women like I do. And so that's kind of how... I finally recognized that he was there. And it's like he always sent me, like, I feel like little guardian angels along the way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know that they were until I began to, of course, have that relationship with him. And so, for example, my son, uh, when I had him, he had two holes in his heart. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I'm I'm sophomore. I'm having to take my child to ICU stayed a week with him and he had to have like a 15 hour surgery and while I was there my he was in the ICU rooms just so happened and a lot of people do not know this but Tupac Shakur has a stepbrother who also has Down syndrome I'm not sure if he's still alive or not because I've never gotten to speak with them again Mm -hmm. but when I was in there in the waiting room his stepmom um they at that time they were living in Arlington. It's a lot. A lot of people do not have know this information, and it's crazy how God positioned me. Um, she was coming through, and I was crying, and I was just like, 
telling her, I don't even know how or why I opened up to this lady, but she was just like, why, you know, what's wrong? And she was like, he's going to be okay. And I said, I just feel like God's punishing me because, you know, I had sex out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. I'm 16. I had a baby. Now he's, you know, I feel like I'm being punished. My kids being punished because of what I did. And she got me right on together. She actually took me into, um, Tupac's, uh, brother's room and I seen like the home pictures of them together and mm -hmm. she was like you know that's my stepson and she said you know I'm only showing you this because um he, he almost drowned they had took him to wet and wild and he had almost drowned so he was in ICU so he was like touch and go mm -hmm. and she said that God only gives people stuff that he knows that they can truly handle yeah. and it's not a punishment. Mm -hmm. And she said, and for, and, and she said, you have to know how special you are that God believes a 16 year old girl will be able to take care of and raise this child. And her saying that to me changed the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That is a really nice story. And so um, you mentioned a certain part that you felt punished and let's just be honest, a lot of us do feel like, you know, once we sin, oh my gosh, God is going to punish us. When do we come to grips to forgive ourselves, knowing that God has already forgiven us? Um, I think it just comes with time and um, just being in his word, constantly being in his word and understanding the truth of his word is how you can truly forgive yourself because if you trust God and you trust what he's saying to you, then you know that you're worthy. You know that he says, when I forgive, I throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. He has truly forgotten it. Mm -hmm. So when you really understand and believe what God is saying, then you have to, to understand, okay, I really have been forgiven because that's what he said. If, if either I believe him or I don't. That's just pretty much what the decision you you decide to come to. That's good. Okay. And so um, the name Women With Balance, how did that name come about? Like, how did you create it? And with the book, because I thought the book name was pretty interesting as well. Um, so like I told you uh, earlier, I actually started it out as LaShondra Speaks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, everybody, everybody. <laughs> they name and speaks and I was like that's just so not original and I don't want to do that mm -hmm. and so um the crazy thing is I at that point I had only done a couple videos on Instagram and that's all I had was Instagram I didn't have a website anything mm -hmm. so on that Friday I sat down I was at the computer and I remember just asking God like what should I name this ministry or what I'm doing mm -hmm. And um, I asked my kids, and we kind of, like, went back and forth uh, throwing out names. And I was, you know, saying, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about that? And then somehow balance came up, and the kids were, my own kids were saying, well, Mama, you do so much. You're able to balance a lot. You're able to be your mommy. You're right. able to be your wife. You know, you still spend time with your friends. You right. make sure we good. So you should do something with balance because that's something you're really good at. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so women were balanced. And I said, because a lot of women I know need balance. And the way, the way I feel I'm able to balance is through my faith. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's how Women With Balance came about. And literally from that, by that Friday when he gave it to me, by that Monday, I had completely built my own website, had never built a website before in my life. Wow. Built the website from A to Z, um, had already like created clothes. I, I ended up finding like these print on demands and started designing t-shirts and in a weekend by Monday I had a full-blown business that is wild I mean did you come up with like did any hiccups come along the way or was it pretty smooth selling I mean of course building the website was like I had to go back and keep researching it took me hours but when I literally I basically sat at that desk all weekend I was waking up all day long till I fell asleep. Wake up all day long till I fell asleep. Because the thing about me is I can't, I know that I have a tendency to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. So because I know that about myself, anytime he gives me something to do, I sit down and do it immediately. I don't, I don't wait. I don't say next week. I do it right then. And I will do it until, I, until I'm finished. That's just the way I'm set up. So when I made my mind up that that was what I was doing, I had made my mind up this website is going to get built and it's going to be done by the time I go back to work Monday. Because you got the weekend, it's all you got. So get it done. That, like, you really have, like, determination. <laughs> like, you push through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. All right, and so um, I do know that you added podcasting, and we talked about it before. Why add that to your brand? Um, I think that it's a great way to get out there to other people, and I actually got clarity on it because honestly, from the beginning, I felt like I was supposed to do a podcast, but I was very scared about it. I was still, I feel like, God, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just now doing videos. I'm still nervous talking on the videos. And, you know, I allowed the enemy to psych me out. Like, nobody wants to hear anything you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I even went so far as, like, you sound, you know, country, you know, you mm-hmm. got that Texas one. Nobody's <laughs> going to listen to that. And um, finally, it took me actually to go to a con- the conference and I had already bought the equipment. The equipment was just sitting over there in the corner. And I actually was supposed to be doing a subscription box. And that's because that's, that was me thinking that I was supposed to do that. I was like, okay, well, this is a good thing. It's something tangible. It's a way I can impact people every month because I didn't believe in my voice enough. So I was trying to, you know, detour myself to something that people can hold in their hands because in my mind, I felt like, okay, this is what you have to do so that you can create an income and you can do this full time. You need to be able to put something that they can physically hold in their hands. Mm-hmm. While the whole time, God had been letting me know, no, your voice is what's going to take care of you. What mm-hmm. I've put in you is what's going to take care of you. And you would have thought I would have figured it out with how many views I get with the videos, but I feel was like, uh, I don't know. Right. And so when I went to the conference, so many people, and I, I, I think I only said a good two sentences, which is so crazy, but so many people were coming back saying, you belong on the mic. You literally belong on the mic. Like, you sound amazing. You You're really the authority do. in your voice. You are supposed to speak on the mic. I and really. when they said that, I literally came home, I closed down the subscription box, and I jumped right in head first and was like, okay, 
I'm going to go ahead and do this podcast. I'm not going to stall no more. I'm just get it done, and I'm going to just start doing it. And it has been the best thing I ever did. I am, I love it so, so much. It is definitely, I believe, what I was put here to do, and it allows me to speak to people like I feel like God wants me to. And so that's kind of how the podcast came out, and it just makes sense for the brand, for what I'm doing, so people can hear the voice behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's free form. It's you, it's your form, it's how you want to write it, it's your information. That's why I like podcasting, because it's like what I want to do. Yes. <laughs> All right, yes. and so um, we're going to go ahead and get into the highs and lows. And so for this particular um, segment, I love it because it's, storytelling to me um for your highs anything that you and jay as a couple have been able to accomplish and you know just very thankful that you guys made it and was like oh my gosh we made that happen it could be this past year you know in the past whatever the case may be what was something that you guys were able to accomplish in business or life and or life um we got a home this year Um, And we became very financially stable. And that was big for us because Mm -hmm. of our backgrounds. Me and my husband both have a rocky background. And I feel like I put two pieces together that the world had pretty much counted out and showed them no. Like, I can can do something even when you think you have nothing. Mm -hmm. And... There were times where I wasn't working and he had to carry me. And Jay actually put me through school twice. Um, And, you know, we struggled during it because he was just working, but he was adamant, like, no, you need to focus on what you're supposed to be doing with your school. So Mm -hmm. we'll be okay. And so there were times that he didn't have work and I had to work and take care of the whole family. Like there was one point in our marriage that, Jay did not, he could not get a job at all for like almost three years. And I was the sole provider. And so, um, you know, of course, you have people on the outside looking in like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't know was, but he took care of me all this time. So I'm definitely going to do that. This is just the time that I need to take care of him. And I think that's why marriage has been so successful because, we always carry each other. One is always stronger when the other one's weaker, and we always have each other back, and we never make each other feel bad about whatever state we're in and at, at that time. We may beat our own selves up. Like, he beat his self up, and he was getting depressed about it because he was often being a man. He really wanted to support mm-hmm. us, but, you know, I just continued to encourage him. And then now we look, and, like, we are we are literally living our best life. We have, mm-hmm. We travel all the time. Um, the kids want for nothing. We just bless. Um, he, I can come home and I just have gifts at the door. Like it's just, it's amazing. It's we're at a great place, and I feel like it's because we went through the trenches together and we kept going, even though it looked like this might be the way we would live forever. But we just kept faith. Like no, this is just temporary. Um, God is gonna honor this marriage because we're doing the right thing. That is so good. She says she comes home with gifts at the door. <laughs> that is so nice. 
All right. And so um, you did mention something about, you know, outside negativity. How did you guys block out those people that had something to say about your marriage? Because sometimes people can get influenced, right? So how did you guys block uh, that out? You don't fool with them. That's how you block them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't play about my, I do not play about my marriage and my family. Mm-hmm. The minute, when I say the minute, you pop off and say the wrong thing, you don't have to worry about talking to me no more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just the truth because you protect your marriage. Right. And I always tell people that even when I've, I've, I've had women that come to me and that's all they do is talk bad about their husband over and over and over again. You know, I've even had to tell them, you know, I apologize you're going through that, but you really shouldn't talk about your husband like that. That's your husband. Right. And you need to respect your husband as you would want him to respect you and y'all need to deal with that behind closed doors because what ends up happening is you you discussing him with other people and all it does is make you look bad because you stay in there anyway so why are you sharing that information so i just i with us no one will ever in the 15 years that i've been married nobody's ever heard me say a bad thing about jay and you never will because that's my husband Mm -hmm. um and so if i don't do it i expect the same from you and luckily I'm blessed that I don't have to because he just happens to be a great husband Mm -hmm. but even if he wasn't I just feel like that's something personal that me and him would need to discuss and we don't need outside influences so we are very intentional about who we bring around us it has to be the right couple so that's honestly why a lot of times we're by ourselves because there's not a lot of black happily married couples being it's really so honest it's so um, unfortunate yeah it's not and it's like we would get around people and try to connect with people and girl like one time we took a trip and the couple they just arguing the whole trip and me and jay looking at each other like what is going <laughs> on right now mm-hmm. we are on vacation right <laughs> so so we just you know we just limit that because we just don't want that kind of vibe around us just want people you know good energy and basically how can we make this work we've even gone to life groups that were supposed to be for couples girl and we went to the life group and i promise you all the couples will get to the front and just talk bad about each other and it's like that's what we came here for it's supposed to be a couple group like we're supposed to be helping each other and lifting each other up and how can we make the couple better so we just realized that we are a very different breed we are really 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 blessed and um you know we just we're intentional about who we who we have around us and honestly uh the friends that we do have they love and respect our relationship so much. They they don't do that, you know, because they know they 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 know like they they have a good relationship, so they don't need to try it anymore. That is so. That's what's been the reason for this podcast, right? It's because there's not a lot of black couples that's happily married, and that's the reason why I want to use this season to show that there, you know, it is some that's out there, you know. Yeah. Um, And it's so unfortunate because when I first heard that statistics that African-American is on the lower end when it comes to longevity with being married, I was like, oh, no. Like, we got to change that as a community. Uh We we have to learn how to love each other. It's sad. It really is. Yeah, it is sad. It really is. And you just, you don't know it until you're out because we really genuinely have been seeking to build relationships with those kind of couples. And we just 
have not met them yet. I'm, you know, I know they're out there, like you said, but we just have not ran across them. Um, every time we even get close, they end up breaking up, or you know, it just <laughs> it just doesn't last, or they're arguing. And I just think that I think that comes from our background of being raised in 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 black. Um, families, I feel like a lot of maybe arguing is going on and that's actually one of the reasons why I left one of my kids' father because mm-hmm. all we did was argue and I say, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna marry somebody like that and that's all my kids are seeing because mm-hmm. then I'm producing more people that are gonna get out here and be argumentative. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna do that. I wanted to break the curse. Mm-hmm. So now if my kids go out there and act a the fool, they just acting a the fool on their own. They can see that here. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's and they got by themselves. <laughs> All right. And so uh, the other half is the lows. Something that both of you went through, and it was something that was really hard and troubling, but you guys were able to push through. Um, what would you say would be a low for you guys as far as in the marriage, uh, family, life, whatever the case may be? Um, 2018 was definitely the hardest year of our lives because I lost both my parents. My mm. my dad died in January. My mom died in May. Mm. Um, and prior to that in our marriage, my husband has been with me through so much death. It's crazy. My, su- my sister died in 2011. My brother died in 2014. And each time, um, he has been a very present help. And then we had to go through a situation with my daughter where she was assaulted. And so we, that was the lowest point for us. Um, but it's, it was also the point that we realized how really strong our relationship was and how much we really, really carry each other and get each other through. There were nights we just cried in each other's arms, you know, and we're just comfortable like that. And to be able to be that vulnerable with your partner um, is a true blessing. But that was really the lowest part of our life. We were just so, we were really really sad and um we were able to still bring joy to each other's life in other ways you know when one would say the other one would joke or you know vice versa to try to get us in the right mood and you know like hey we're not going to talk about this all day we talked about this Mm -hmm. we're going to move on and you know talk about something more positive you know we can't let this take over our lives and um that that was that was definitely our low, and but it was also, like I said, a way to make us stronger. I feel like my family got even stronger, even closer um, after that year. I'm so sorry to hear that because that could be very, very tough. I know when we lost um, both of my grandparents, my mother's parents, it was tough on her. And so, you know, just hearing that, I'm sorry for to hear that for you and your family. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And so uh, what would be one free advice that you would give a couple that's, you know, in business together, um, they may have communication trouble, any type of advice that you would give the next couple that's, you know, just needing a little guidance within their marriage? I say, for of course, definitely try to have a relationship with Christ so that he can be the head of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is just your communication communication is so big and can go a long way in learning number one when to fight your battles when when it's when something is not necessary to say like you don't have to argue about everything 
something doesn't have to be said about everything. Um, knowing when to just be quiet and listen to what your partner is saying. That, to me, is the biggest key. And knowing when we are really having communication problems to seek help. Like, mm-hmm. this is the problem. We don't communicate well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that resolves a lot of issues that couples may have because it's just that they're not hearing each other right. That, mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Like, sometimes you you say something one way, he says something one way, and y'all are not receiving the information the way it's intended. And so sometimes you have to practice that. The first year or two that Jay and I were married, we had that issue of communication because we didn't know each other well. I mean, we had got married so fast, of course. So the first year, we are still we were still trying to figure each other out. And we were just intentional about wanting to understand each other and wanting to make sure that the other person felt respected and cared for. And I think that if you always do that, if you always keep in mind that you want your partner to be respected, that you want to make sure that they know they're loved, um, it can eliminate a lot of the things that you may do in out of spite or, um, you know, just being stubborn. Just always remember that you're, the person you marry, y'all are supposed to have the best intentions for each other. So when they say something to you, it's not always to hurt you. Sometimes it's to help you grow. Mm. So can you see why they say you good on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> you understand? That was really, really good. <laughs> All right. It's, um, um, what are some upcoming events for you? How can the people keep up with you? Um, give us a little bit more about that. Um, I actually will be speaking at an event this Saturday uh, called Design Her Life. It's a um, wellness and like style day. Um, This Saturday it's in Dallas. And so you can go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, which is Women With Balance. And it's Women With Balance on everything. Women With Balance on Facebook. The website is womenwithbalance.org. And you can also listen to the podcast, which is Balance Her. It's B-A-L-A-N-C, her, H-E-R. Um, and you can connect with me in all those uh, different avenues and just keep up. Okay, all right. And so, um, as you guys know, I always end every conversation with a motivational moment. It could be a scripture, a quote, um, anything of that nature that moved me. I bring it on here, share my thoughts, and then the guests will share their thoughts. So for this one, I actually got it from your page, LaChandra. <laughs> it was a photo of you and your husband. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And so um, with it, it is being married is more than just love. It's iron sharpening iron. And that's from Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Um, when I initially saw this, I thought about my father because we always call each other And it's always a reference to iron sharpening iron. And it's so funny when I read that, I immediately thought about my father. Because that's all we do. Like, it's an iron sharpening iron situation. I'm like, okay, daddy, what you got to tell me? And the same thing, vice versa. (laughs) It's like I'm telling him or he's putting me on. It's like back and forth because he's full of wisdom, right? And so that's what I thought about when I first uh, read this. And so what does this quote mean to you? Well, this verse. It basically what I was just saying about no about understanding that your partner may be saying something to you for your growth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's what a marriage should be about. A marriage should be two people taking their strengths and building upon each other with their strengths. And that's that's iron sharpening iron. Where I'm weak, he's strong. Where he's strong, I'm weak. Yes. And we help each other. And, you know, we help each other grow. We are, de- we are not the people that met each other in 2005. Nowhere near. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what a marriage should be. Nice. Okay. And I mean, that is it for me. The only tidbit that I have is just for people that, you know, are still in their nine to five. It's only timing. Don't rush. I know entrepreneurship looks glamorous. My thing, like Mm -hmm. what Chandra mentioned earlier, she know that that's not where her, um, that's not where she's going to be for the rest of her life. If you have a plan, then make it happen. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. God put us in different positions, and we just have to take those positions the way we receive them. And so that's my only tidbit. Um, for you, LaShondra, did you have anything to leave with the podcast today? Uh, I would actually say the same thing. Just make sure that you are aligning with what is for you mm-hmm. and, um, and timing. Just, just understanding that it may take time. You have to put in the work. We all are so quick to look at the glamorized portion of people's life, right. and we have no idea what that background is. Mm-hmm. Nobody just jumps on the scene. Everybody thinks that, but that is absolutely not true. Everybody you see has put in work. Even your girl Beyonce put in work mm-hmm. for years. You know, she was established and trained and went to classes, dance classes, and practiced with her group and all of that. You don't just come out the gate bomb. Right. <laughs> you are, you persevere. So I, I just, that's my advice, just, just perseverance. Because in order for you to be lasting and successful, that's what you have to have. And if you don't have the discipline right now, this is not for you. You better say that again, because you have to tell yourself no sometimes. Like, you can't do everything like you used to with that right. safe check coming in all the time. <laughs> yeah. And that's real. Well, that is it for us. Um, I want to thank you so much, for LaShondra, for you coming through. If you guys are listening to okay. this morning, night, evening, day, thank you so much for tuning in. This is your girl, Brianna Javon, with What's Good Podcast, and have a great day. Hey guys, for more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.